Oh, shit. That was so loud. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I didn't even hear it because I had my own clap. So. Okay. God. It was like, so I did it right by my mark and it was just like a, or my, <laughs> right by my mic. And it was just like such a, such a, it was such a slap. Like the slap of Cassian's balls. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to A Court of Silver Flames After Dark. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> it's my sexy my God. song. I love I love it. The the slap of Ca- just like the slap of Cassian's balls. Yes. First too. of all, we just need to say welcome to this episode of Fantasy Time where we're talking about A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. We have already covered a court of Sarah, a court of Sarah, a court of, <laughs> a court of silver flames by Sarah J. Mass in our previous episode, which is not a spoiler-heavy episode. Um, it is more just like a, a overarching um, like a discussion of the book and what we thought about it. Um, but this episode is specifically going to be spoiler-heavy, and it is specifically going to be a sexy spoiler heavy episode so welcome to fantasy time um and spoilers now <laughs> here comes a spoiler so don't be mad we've warned you you've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know if so then go let's just dive the fuck just i'm about to dive in, in. Beautiful. The Thanks. sound of an angel. <laughs> okay. Is it fantasy time? It's fantasy time. Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters? Like maybe vampires. Do werewolves make you cream? <sighs> then welcome to our this is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome, and weebs will take you too. Fantasy time starts now. Set sail to a land of books and joy and big dicks. I don't know how that's going to translate. In I just see the sound sound waves, and they look pretty bad. So. Um, <laughs> But we made it. We are here. Y'all, if you haven't listened to our previous episode, we'd recommend you do so because we kind of went into more of the intellectualizing, broad, overarching thoughts on the book without getting into specifics. Um, so if you're interested in hearing like our thoughts o- overall about the book, go ahead and listen to that episode if you're looking for a more true-to-form review. This is a brain dump on the overwhelming amounts of sex that was displayed in this book. (laughs) And we know, as readers, that it's important to go over this shit. I don't know, I hear, I don't really listen to other review shows, but I hear that those motherfuckers don't cover this kind of stuff. They don't talk about the ball-slapping cum shots that are happening (laughs) And we are going to do that 
with you. We stayed up late. What time is it for you right now, Paris? It is 12.21 It's 12.21 a.m. Paris has been grinding on this book to get this to you on time. Everybody say <laughs> yeah, thank no, you, Paris. Just been grinding on this book. <laughs> oh, oh my god no i have not physically touched this book to my genitals i haven't been grinding <laughs> on it but i did i did read this book all day long um and fuck it's it was so good i'm exhausted um, i'm not just like i just feel like i got fucked you know are you satan In the best way i'm satan <laughs> i'm we- ready for a deep sleep <laughs> A long rest, if you will. This book made me fucking horny, my dude. dude. All the time. I was <laughs> writhing. I mean, it was embarrassing. The blushing, the t- like the faces that I made. Oh my during, god. Just like <laughs> Like if my faces made noises, I feel like that's what they would sound oh, like. Oh, same. My eyes were bugging out of my head i was like i would be reading this and my eyes would just pop and i would like purse my lips and be like Oop! like i just tasted like like i bit into a lemon or something i was making those faces <laughs> while I was reading and, and a squeal kind of easy you know like oh my god so we just counted so far what i have is i have one two three four five six seven sex scenes that were explicit explicit sex scenes Throughout the book, Sarah, the narrator, mentions, you know, oh, they fucked on, you know, last night and it was awesome. But Nesta and Cassian engage in graphic sex, semen and all. Yeah, this book is really, I would say, a step up from the other ones in terms of, like, erotic fiction. Um, Like, some of our other books, like, they have have it in there, Um, but it's not... As it's more subtle. detailed, yeah. I would say. Like, it, it is, I mean, you do get, like, his impressive length came out. Like, in there's, like, things like in, that. In, and in, and in, and in. And in. Yes, yeah. so we do get things like that, and, like, that is so important and so delicious. But this, this book, like, Sarah was like, I'm going to make everyone squirm. Yeah. And she really, you know, used a lot of vocab that I haven't read in um, fantasy novels before. Like, I've this never is a read. true erotic fiction work of art. An overtly sexual tale of redemption. <laughs> um, yes. Wow. I mean, the first sex scene that we get into, Cassian is coming in his pants. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I way to set the stage, Sarah. Way yeah. to set it. We knew exactly <laughs> what I. I mean, a woman after my own heart. I couldn't have asked for a more perfect intro. I mean, I was beside <laughs> myself. That he just he just climaxes inside of his pants, like <laughs> through just like rubbing and touching. I mean. Has that has that not happened to you, Paris? Because no, it, I mean, I, it wouldn't. I, yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened in a while, but in, in high school, yeah, it's that, been a hot minute. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, well, and he even comments, he's like, "Fuck, like I didn't even get to like do it with her." You know, I'm like, I'm like a fucking child. Like, no, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I came in my pants like a youth. 
(laughs) (laughs) So true. And I was like, wow, high school again. What a nice, what a nice tender flashback that was. Yes, there are quite a few moments in this book, um, some of them not sexy, but like where I was like, oh my God, Sarah, thank you for like humanizing our characters because there are so many human moments of like things that we experience and we go through that our beautiful fantasy characters go through too. That is, I feel exactly the same way. I, it is a totally human book. I wrote that mm-hmm. in my notes. Or were there some specific things that you felt were very human? Yeah, um, I on page 361, there is a quote I wrote down. Her bladder loosened. Her lap becoming wet and warm, and I said, "Thank you, Sarah, for normalizing pissing your pants. Important." <laughs> and I, I felt so embarrassed for Nesta. I was like, "Yeah, sure, you're about to get fucked and eaten by a kelpie, but like, man, you just pissed yourself, my guy. You pissed, and like, everyone can you, smell it. Your almost mate is gonna come over here, and he's gonna smell your piss. You guys haven't done water sports yet, like." I don't know. Asriel's gonna smell your piss too. <laughs> he even goes over. He's like, something's so scary that she wet herself. So awful. I know, and I'm like, and I was oh like, man, that's I so fucking you. embarrassing. <laughs> like, goddamn. I feel like as much as there was so much just delicious porn in this book, there were also <laughs> so many fucking cringe moments. I talked about some of them in the last episode. But also, like, just the pissing the pants, the, <laughs> like, just being awkward in at a party, or, like, all these things. <laughs> I think because I love Nesta so much and I love Cassian so much, I felt so fucking uncomfortable with their vulnerability. This they are book, really vulnerable with each other, yeah. And, and just out and about. Like, this book is about doing them learning to do things that they're not good at that are hard for them like cassian is suddenly becomes a courtier courtier yeah and he's like i don't fucking know how to do this and he's stumbling over his words and people are making fun of him and i was like don't you fucking talk about my baby like that he's got a big fucking dick and he doesn't deserve your disrespect he's doing his best and that was me like the whole book i was just like cringing i'm gonna use the word cringe a lot in this episode disclaimer um (laughs) but i was just like man i hate it i hate it that they're not winning i hated that recent had so much power over cassian and nesta i hated that cassian like had so little uh was not adept at smooth talking at a silver tongued I like he's not recent and also recent is the high lord like what do you mean I know but it made me mad because I love Cassian and I wanted him to be OP and this book really made them super vulnerable and I was not prepared for that he still is OP he still is like he's this giant war general who's all this experience in fighting but he doesn't necessarily have like experience seducing and like having a silver tongue like you said like Reese has um so I think I yeah I I was accustomed to that like reading the other Sarah J Moss books that are in this series because it's all like Feyre and recent um 
And so it was, like, really interesting and, like, fun to get to have a different male character in the same world, in the same setting, story, like, of the other characters that we already know and love. Yeah. I... And, and a female I, character, I, too. I know like, that you, you're yeah. a recent stan. And, I mean, I, who is not... I am. If you don't stand recent, like, get the fuck out. I mean... Who the fuck are you? He... He's... But he's so perfect. He's so he perfect. Is. And so it's yeah. hard to compare. And I think because I love... I just... I adore those little babies so much. I hated... I felt uncomfortable with with anything less than that perfection. And that... This, this book was a very reflective experience for me. Um, seeing what I took personally and how much I took personally. Um, but, bro, if I had a nickel for every goddamn time someone called Cassian a brute in this book, yeah, I would have a shit ton of nickels. <laughs> I would have a lot of them. I wish I had this as an ebook so I could, like, search and find the number of times <laughs> the word brute is used. I was like, goddamn it, Sarah, come up with another the word adjective, brute. another the noun. Word- and the word cock. <laughs> well, I didn't mind that one this much. That one wasn't that didn't bother you? Because <laughs> that word does come up quite a bit in this book. Cock. <laughs> I think it's her preferred cock. term yeah. for the male genitalia. It's cock. I mean, I, I, do you have a different one that you like to I use? I don't personally I feel like... use that word in I, my vocabulary. I, I usually really say penis either. or dick. Yeah, I say dick. Yeah. yeah, I say dick for sure. I feel like it's it's not as it's not as much. Yeah, yeah, I've, cock sa- I've is, said is cock bold. before, but it's kind of aggressive, you know. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cock. <laughs> it makes me giggle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are some other aggressive words uh, in regards to genitalia used in this book as well. the The c word comes up twice. <laughs> In in um in kind of reverent ways though you know yeah there's like once it's like in a in a, like a in a sexy dirty talk way yeah he's like I like the way your cunt tastes or something like that he's like right? I like the way that your cunt looks when it's filled with my seed <laughs> okay. seed okay seed okay. <laughs> seed <laughs> The word seed. That one comes up a lot too. Dude, that I can't yeah. I can't with the word seed because it just takes me to like being in fucking Bible study class. I knew it. I knew you were gonna say that. I I just was like, Sarah, no, please, can you just say come? Can you say come? I like the word come so much better than seed. Why, 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 Paris? What did they do? What did they do to you in because, Bible like, study? Seed is like you're you're planting in the fucking womb. Like I hate the term seed. It's like you're 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 sowing your seed. You're sowing your child into the womb. I hate it. It is so like in also in the Bible. It's like don't ever spill your seed on the ground. <laughs> You're wasting your seed if you well, spill it on the ground. First scene, we got that covered. Yeah, he, seed is spilt. Yeah, all over his leather pants. <laughs> I just, I just, I would say I cringed at the word seed 
Um, yeah. But I mean, like, if you think about it, in this world that they live in, in their vocabulary, I don't know, they say cock, they could probably say cum. They say people, but they're not human. Like, they, the continuity when it comes to the fey human line, like man versus male, it's all bullshit, okay? It's all <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> she's a thin, she's a thin girl, that line. And so I really, I feel like she could have said semen. Okay, if she can't say, she couldn't say semen or cum, but she said, but Cassian has allergies, okay? A fucking Illyrian, the the most powerful Illyrian, not counting Reese, because Reese is a half-breed, but like Cassian, one of the greatest Illyrians of all time, has fucking allergies. But she was like, Seed. Seed. Contraceptive. <laughs> you know, like I just come on. Come now. And I when I re, when we reread the books, um, the first four, when yeah. Feyre first meets Reason in a court of thorns and roses, she says he was the most beautiful man I ever met. Part of that's because she's human and she's not down And with she doesn't the lingo. know about Well, like, he's got fucking but he's got uh, he's got um, pointy ears. He's got yeah, but she doesn't know at that. You're right. She doesn't know at that point like the proper terms for fey males and. I think such. it's addressed earlier. She was like these men males. Like she corrects herself. Oh, and so like oh. I I feel like it was addressed before. Anyway, I'm just saying like as far as the continuity goes, I know that she was just kind of into that world starting in the beginning and like. I'm not holding young Feyre accountable for using the incorrect <laughs> pronoun, I don't know, for, for Reese, but I'm saying that throughout this book, the lines between our world and their world are very blurred because you need human terms. Unless, unless Sarah's going to come up with a whole encyclopedia for um, Fey equivalents of what we do, <laughs> I'm, yeah, she could have just used semen. For sure. Or C-Fay. I don't know. C-Fay! C-Male. C-Male. <laughs> no. Oh my God. No, you yeah. don't like that? Okay. All I right. don't like C-Male. I think I'd rather have Seed. <laughs> seed is not... It, it, it is... I like I, I like that it's gross. I think it's... <laughs> I, I don't have that trauma, that religious trauma that you have, so I'm lucky, so I get to sexualize that. It's um, fine. And I get to enjoy... That it's it's you get gross. to enjoy the seed. <laughs> that too, I do also get to enjoy the seed. Which there is a lot of seed in this book. <laughs> she hinted at that in one of her interviews. She someone she asked really? someone asked like how graphic, which is more graphic, um, Silver Flames or Crescent City Two? Because she's editing Crescent City Two right now, and she said, well, as far as bodily fluids goes. I think Silver Flames is is more graphic. And I was like, bodily fluids? What are those? Haha, <laughs> crazy. Like, come. Little did I know. Little, little did I know. Wow. What the fuck? What the fuck, Sarah? She really, I'm trying, I'm just going to go to the page. I'm just going to read the, the part. That I don't think I will ever stop thinking about. Um, oh God, it's like so many pages long. 
Oh, I can't. I can't. I'm blushing. I can't read it. Anyway. Read it. The first, I, because I, I can't what find the page. It? It's the, it's their first P&V scene. Um, wow. I was, uh, we missed, we, we missed one. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight glorious, explicit, written scenes where we are there with them, watching them get it on. And man, the, the first cream pie was just, it really caught me off guard. I am literally blushing guys i have not read these things aloud i've only read them in my head i've never like it's even though i enjoyed every second of these it even though i am such a freaky deek i still i cassian roared the sound echoing through the room and he became utterly wild as release found him and he spilled into her with such force that his seed ran down her thighs. <laughs> I'm sorry. What the fuck? What the fuck? He like fucking like water gunned that shit. He was just he like, like so much super soakered. I, it, I imagine it has to be at least like a fourth of a cup. At least. <laughs> it's and like just so straight stream. So much semen and and so hard and that and happened like, like every time they like use it as lube <laughs> they don't stop they just keep going there's no trip to the bathroom to kind of like squirt it out no. she just like they just keep going no <laughs> and they're just like masturbating all the time and they're like oh our sheets are so dirty oh no house clean that up like the poor house, <laughs> the poor house. <laughs> that house was horny, is what was going on. That house was horny yeah. as fuck, and he's like, "This bitch is a freak. I like her," and that's that's why they got along. The house, like, the house I, is like Calcifer from House um, <laughs> Moving Castle. Yes, <laughs> it did give me Calcifer vibes for sure. And you know, Sarah loves all that Studio Ghibli shit. She loves all that. It's not shit. It's awesome. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure the house was inspired by Calcifer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, that poor house had to watch them just like fuck everywhere on the, in the hallway, at the dinner table, over a desk, in bed, in the other bed, on the floor, on the walls. Like, ah, oh, man. The, <laughs> fuck, you know. I wish somebody I, would have told me that someday these would be the good old days. You know, like that's how I felt the first half of this book. There's a quote I'd like to share with you. Yes, that made, please. That made me blush. And I it's on page 569. How <laughs> um, it says, sometimes he spilled on her chest, her stomach, her back. And she came at the first splash of him on her skin. And I said, Sarah, no. What? These expectations, Sarah, no. No one, no one comes when someone else comes on their skin. 
<laughs> like the impact of Cassian's jism upon her body made Nesta fucking just just see stars and come. Come I on. I mean, that's the power of the mating bond, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. There were a lot of things in this book where I was like, mm, no, ma'am. I mean, like, first off, first off, I'm going to just go back to that that scene that I had previously read from. Um, <clears throat> his giant horse cock. Oh, I'm my God. Sorry. It's, I, it's huge. The way that she's <laughs> described it in this book, I'm wondering if his dick is bigger than Reason's. Like, either Feyre's well, no, meow Asriel is just, to... like, gaping, <laughs> and, you know, she's just taken giant dicks left and right, and, like, the, the Archeron <laughs> sisters are just, like, packed. Dude, they have such, like, a deep-set uh, <laughs> uterus. All of them. They must. Because Asriel has the biggest dick. Because of the wingspan, they like mentioned right. It if the ring, well, if the wingspan theory holds, like, okay, Feyre was never like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna fit. Nesta was like, I don't know if it's gonna fit, and Cassian's like, it's not gonna fit. So if <laughs> Reese was like in and in and in, and Cassian was like, I don't want to hurt you, I, you then know, like, what does Asriel's what dick look like? <laughs> does Asriel's dick look like? Like I. Obscene. This needs Sarah herself needs to come out and say the order in which dick sizes exist. Like she needs to confirm (laughs) wingspan. Like I don't know if that theory is true because the way like Pharaoh was not concerned about Reese's dick not fitting. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if if Sarah was just like we're gonna have a good time with these big cocks and you know. No, just the Archeron sisters. They can fucking just take one for the team. You know. I'm like Elaine. You are in trouble, my gal. (laughs) Yeah. Elaine out here taking the gonna take the biggest dick of them all. Like well, and also the 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 girth of Cassian's penis. It's like described at one point that Nesta has like her hand around it, and she like can barely um, touch her like thumb to her fingers. Yeah, like, she, she can can't barely get her hand all the way around it, which is insane. And fa- it, Nesta is taller than Feyre, they, so and they're Nesta- fae. They have long fingers. So, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> Massive horse cock. I just... Have you seen Boogie Nights? No. Uh, Boogie Nights is this movie with Mark Wahlberg where Mark Wahlberg is a porn star and at the very end of the movie you see his cock, but it's not Mark Wahlberg's real cock. It's like a fake prosthetic. Okay. Um, Now I'm saying the word cock. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But in the movie, his character has like this giant penis and that's why he's like such a successful porn star and at the very end of the movie you see it and it just like flops out of his pants and it's like this massive fake prosthetic penis and that's like what I imagine Cassian sticks like the size it's like it's like a like nine inch flaccid oh my god <laughs> it's like it's like hilariously huge <laughs> just um, comically massive yeah I and we're talking about unrealistic standards. I'm sorry, Boo Boo. <laughs> First time they consummate via uh, penetration, he's like, I don't want to hurt you. They go slow because he's like, your meow so small. My dick is so big. And she's like, okay, I get it. 
And then after that, they're like, all good, one swipe. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> like there's no, there's no entry caution from there on out. That is not, kids, that's not real. That's not how it works, boo-boo. Like, your, <laughs> your vagina does not just like, I, hum, speaking from a human standpoint, I don't know about Faye. I could be wrong. I could be talking out of my ass. But I have a feeling... <laughs> if anything, fey vaginas are even more elastic and and uh, tight, I guess, than humans. Because, like, you don't just, like, stretch out a little bit every time. And you're like, oh, it'll never be that si- small again. Like, no, it's small every time. Like, they would have to do that shit every time. Unless Nesta was like, Nesta loves a good tear. I don't know, man. Oh. Well, the I more w- that you have sex, like... The, like if you have sex consistently, your vagina will like, like accommodate and stretch and get used to that. But like if you stop having sex for a while, like if you have a break and you don't have sex every single day, then yeah, you do you you like tighten back up. Because like think of the human body, right? Like when women um, or people who have vaginas when they give birth, um, your vagina stretches and then it comes back like it's elastic like you just said yeah um so the vagina does like stretch and um it does stretch stretch. and i didn't take into account yeah i didn't take into account that they're fucking multiple times a day Mm -hmm. because i do think that does make a difference but i feel like yeah so maybe if they like took a break you know like post right it was like what a week that they saw each (laughs) other i don't fucking know um you know, like maybe there there's some inching in that needs to happen. But I was just like, there's no way in hell. Not that I speak from experience with dealing with a large penis or anything. Not that I have any authority on the topic whatsoever. But if you have a tiny meow and you're dealing with large cock, as Sarah would put it, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you got to pace it out every time. I just, that's just, I, I, a one swipe? I don't think so. I don't think so. Sarah, I disagree. <laughs> but, you know, that's just me speaking from my... Not not me speaking from my experience. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Another thing. Yes? As far as realism goes. I'm sorry. This bitch carried a, a whole campsite on her back. <laughs> <laughs> through various mountain ranges. And pass out from dehydration and still wants to suck dick? I don't know. What? <laughs> like, y'all didn't want to... I guess they, they probably took a dip in the lake when they got there. But I was like, I knew they were going to have sex on that trip. And I was like, yo, ain't nobody... I'm not going to let anyone have access to my smelly ass stank. And I sure as hell don't want my face anywhere near a dick that has been rubbing in pants traveling in the woods in the mountains sleeping on the floor for several days i don't know i had so many qualms with that too like nesta (laughs) would come back from working out and they'd fuck and i'd be like bitch you are so sweaty like no girl like i'm like cassian cassian has been training y'all so he has like a sweaty sweaty, salty penis too like i (laughs) 
Nah, dude. Nah. I hear some people really dig that. And like maybe if you have a mating bond, I feel like this is all mating bond privilege here is what mm. what we're seeing. You know, like maybe if you, I don't know, I heard, heard like, like Napoleon or someone like that was like, oh, would that's... send letters uh. to his beloved and be like, don't show for a week, bitch. Because when I come back, it's going to get nasty. That's so disgusting. He was a freak. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, I just... You're right. There was a lot of times where they probably fucking stank. And they still did it anyway. They did the deed. Yeah. I... Which that was... doesn't do it for me. <laughs> no, I just think about, like, bad breath. And I think of, like... All well, of the like, fun things that like a, a genital area gathers on its journey throughout the day. There's like times where like Nesta's like going down those ten thousand steps and then coming up the ten thousand steps and she's like dripping with sweat and Cassian's like at the top of the landing and then like do something dirty and it's like you're so sweaty and also so tired like your legs are so tired <laughs> I just yeah it's all fey privilege I feel I like know. It's, it's very not upsetting yeah cause he like yeah he like bend her over and then like lick the sweat off the column of her neck and I'm like god damn you animals you Shit. animals <laughs> <laughs> chill y'all but also don't chill cause I'm enjoying it what a voyeur yeah. what a time to be a voyeur and witness to their sexual connection, their <laughs> sexual experiences. I mean, it I, really was a treat for me. It was. I have a couple more quotes I'd like to share with you. I would love to hear them. Okay, page 433. He'd teach her wing play later. And I was like <laughs> dying. I just wrote, LMAO Sarah, wing play? Wing play? <gasps> <gasps> wing play is such a good term. And I just <sighs> wanted to give some appreciation to that. I forgot about that. Thank you. Um, I forgot about it because we didn't get to see that, Sarah. No, we didn't. Well, we see it with Reese and Feyre. So I think she was like, you guys have already, you know what it is, you know? But the term wing play, we, we, you know, just learned the the term for it in this Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. I mean, what else are we going to see? Cassian, I almost said Casper. Jesus Christ. Um, what are we going to see? Cassian roaring as he comes? He roars Like, a lot. we have a lot of roaring, which I'm not upset about. I love that they're loud. Um, just no shame. And Asriel's just like, you know that he's unfortunately been in the house several times. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, minding his own business. And the house just reeks of sex. Yeah, not only does everyone have to, like, smell it, but then Cas- or Asriel has to, like, hear it sometimes, too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, fucking Cassian was like, yeah, makes me think of the time when we were just kids. We were just young soldiers, fucking girls next to each other in the same room. And I was like, Asriel would never. But you know, Asriel's a freak. Yeah, he's a freak. Absolutely. He's a freak. Um, I have another quote on page 216. It says, and the taste of him. Like snow-kissed wind and crackling embers, she moaned, unable to help herself. 
And I love that Cassian tastes like snow-kissed wind and crackling embers. I mean, I do too. I yeah. wish I could taste for myself. <laughs> ah, heavy sigh. Yeah, there were some beautiful descriptions of um, Cassian. And I mean, I just, I loved, I loved how explicit this book was. I, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And I, I'm looking at this number and I see that there were eight sex scenes. And so it's like, Fallon, you had eight of them. It's like a scene every 100 pages. But it wasn't a scene every 100 pages. This book was so front-loaded that by the time we got to the end, I, I, got no, I got no sexy reward for finishing the book. I thought, <laughs> in true Sarah J. Mass fashion, I would get some sort of juicy end bit. But I didn't. I got Nesta fucking patting her dead dad's grave. I was like, man. Did you, does your book have the additional Farah and Reese scene? I have not read it yet, but yes. Well, you should read it. Really? Yeah, you should read it. Wait, does it have <laughs> Farah and Reese or does it have Nesta and Cassian? It's Farah and Reese. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> It'll be well, your special little reward that you want. It will be my special treat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I I just so one of my yeah the the redeeming I mean the overall redeeming thing about this book not that it needs redemption but like I loved this is unprecedented for Sarah's books so far. Yeah. Like, the the level of sex that we've had it's been so awesome. The descriptions of the sex too they, yeah yeah I mean we've talked about it a couple times but it's like this is a very very graphic graphic book and I think that is really important um I don't discredit it I've just I you know it's not for everybody and that's mm-hmm. fine um I mean even I like there are some of the stuff that like it I was like oh god blah, whoa um but I had a good time um and I think that uh Books like this and writing like this is really important. And I think you and I have plans to talk about the importance of erotic fiction. Yeah. Um, But it is, like, it's really necessary. And I think that a lot of times it gets, like, shoved under the rug or, like, people ignore it or they they treat it as, like, taboo or not um, as reputable. Is that what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as valid. Yeah, but it... It is. Like, it's still... Like, the story is still amazing. You still get a great story character arc um, of Nesta. And we get to indulge while we do it. And it, it, like, it makes us feel so good. And fucking other people watch porn all the time. We can read porn. Like, and it's in your own head. And I just think it's really important for, like, your sexual health. Like, like I said, this book has made me horny as fuck. Like... Yeah, all the time. I totally would, yeah, like molest Casper while I would read while he was asleep <laughs> and then I would just like be like okay get up like I would be like <laughs> wake up um yeah I it brings I totally a timer to agree he's like I'm really really digging that you're reading this book right now it's, just, uh, <laughs> it's a good book it's a good book yeah you I'll I'll buy you these anytime you want yeah, yeah he was like right. a big supporter of Sarah J Mass <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's like, this is, if porn is junk food, this is a gourmet meal. <laughs> That's so eloquently put. It was like, beautiful. Thank you. It's, this is sustainably for, um, sustainably farmed, okay? Mm-hmm. It, I know the names of the chickens that died for this. <laughs> I know the names of the cows. Like, this is responsibly and sustainably sourced, nutritious food yeah. for the soul and the pussy. Like, I just... <laughs> um, <laughs> I plan on elaborating on this a little bit more on the episode where we actually do talk about why erotic mm-hmm. fiction is important, but I would just like to say, I think that... Um, like personal sexual wellness is really important and like your sexuality with yourself is really important um and like that's what I a lot of people do when you watch porn um if you watch it by yourself you're like indulging in your own like sexual pleasure and I I think that that doesn't necessarily need to be limited to like visual um stimulus Mm -hmm. like reading this book obviously you're it's visual you're reading like text but you're not watching like a video it's it's um, and the it has so much foreplay and build up because you read this whole story, you're so invested in the characters, and then you get these like juicy, delicious pockets of sex that um, you like linger with you and stay with you, and I think that it really is like a boost to your libido and such a special treat to like have this book in front of you, and it's like this is your special time, um. Yeah. I just I think that erotic fiction is very important. We'll talk more about it, but this book is definitely erotic. Fiction. It is definitely. Ero- there are so many things I want to say, but I'm like you said, I'm going to save them um, yeah. for that episode. But I'm glad you yes. brought that up. Like, yeah, it it feels healthy. Like I would I walk around with an extra glow. Like normally when I would read one of these books, especially if it's I'm reading it for the first time, how special, how fun, how exciting. You are, I'm living in the world. I mm-hmm. have memories of it as if I've lived it mm-hmm. while, you know, while I'm in the middle of, of reading it in the process of reading it, I have this like aura around me. I, I described it before as like, I can see it out of the corner of my eye at all times. Like it's always in kind of my peripheral, this world that I'm reading about and having this erotic component added on. That's like, so that's given as much attention as as violence is as other types of conflict um like when it's given that much attention and it's so visual in the book it just adds to that it just makes it extra and like you get the fun bonus of like being connected to yourself sexually which i think is really important Mm -hmm. because we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic and if (laughs) you've been a good gal you haven't you have not had the other erotic outlets that you've had and i'm not talking about like sexual outlets like i'm not saying like you oh no you don't get to go hang out with prostitutes anymore no shame on prostitutes but i'm just saying like you didn't get you we don't get to go to the club you know we don't get to spend all of our pent-up energy like fucking dropping it low to t-pain we don't get to do that or like getting spending time like making yourself look like I, I I love prepping and like pampering myself before Brady and I would like go out to dinner or oh, yeah. go to a movie oh, yeah. or anything. Just like the time that's like spent in making myself look the way that I want to pr- 
present myself on our, our date is like feels like to me like part of the foreplay and totally we just wear our sweats all the time and stay here so like that kind of element has really been taken out of it due to the pandemic and I think that um it is healthy to find your pleasure in like a novel that you want to read like yeah I think Fuck, it's great we're not supposed to be talking about this right now god damn I'm it. sorry I'm sorry okay I have a quote <gasps> it, that I'd like to share with you and it's yes, not please. it's not um super graphic uh <laughs> so and it's not about Cassian or Nesta oh wow <clears throat> on page 571 uh more is in the library and Nesta's also in the library, and so is Amiri and Gwen. And I'm sorry, who? Oh no, how do you say it? How do you say it? Did you say Amiri? Yeah, I did. How do you how do you read Where's it? Where's the third E, Paris? I'm sorry, I meant the fourth E. That would be E-M-E-E-R-I-E. I don't know where did the Amiri comes from. I don't did know. Did you read Emery? I said Emery. That's fine. Emery is fine too. We I can just, say Emery. Sarah, you need to write. You need to include pronunciation, guys. You need to do that because I feel like our friendship will end one day over one of these disputes. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think that. Um, uh, okay. So, anywho. Sorry. I'm anywho. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Moore is in the library, <clears throat> and uh, Amy. Emery you can say Amiri. I won't. Amiri Caesar, and there's a quote that says Nesta could have sworn pink stole over Amiri's che- brown cheeks, and so it makes me think that Amiri is like thinking that Moore looks super hot and pretty. Cause she says like I always forget how beautiful she is. Oh yeah. And we know that Moore is attracted to females. Um, we don't oh. know uh, about. Emery Amiri's preferences, but I think that maybe that might have been a little Easter egg. Um, I'm hoping that we get to see more oh of the God. two of them and maybe a relationship between you them. You are so smart, Paris, because they're training <laughs> to be Valkyries. She is yes. the Morrigan. So, yes. I mean, like, more can only have. A, a, a partner that matches yeah. her in some way and I mean if Emery wasn't and blessed with Moore's looks then I mean she can be blessed with them badass fighting skills well also I think it's Cassian I, I don't remember who it is but someone says at some point in the book like if Moore were able to participate in the right, right. The, um, she would absolutely do it like first time she would make it to the top of the mountain oh, yeah. and touch the mm-hmm. stone and she doesn't we don't get to see um more do that because more's not really in this book very much she is in a couple times but she's not really like the center of attention yeah and we don't get a lot of time with her so you know but emery amiri does she does do that yeah so she's like equivalent to more like she she's like an, a match for more i mean uh... You're so smart and observant. I didn't even... Th- I was just like, oh, Emery's got a crush on Moore. Ooh. And then like that was that. I didn't even think about Moore's future and who she's going to shack up with. Because, of course, everybody needs to have sex with somebody uh, in these <laughs> books, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I... 
I haven't decided if I think that Azrael and Elaine are going to be together yet or if it's <sighs> Lucian and Elaine because Nesta gives herself like the uh, Illyrian uterus um, at the end of the book. I'm with sorry. She and Feyre get it. That was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I know. It kind of was like a little uh, reaching, I'd say. Far, far <laughs> planning um, just to kind of tie a neat ribbon in a bow. Um, but she doesn't give it to Elaine. So mm. if Elaine oh. and Azriel were to get together, they would never be able to have children unless we have another like deus ex machina moment. Yeah. Which I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Or or yeah. Asriel would be like, oh, surprise. I, I, uh, I'm sterile. I'm sterile. <laughs> some shit like that. <laughs> um, yeah, some, some bullshit. No, that's a good point. I, and also, remember when they were in the spring court? And Nesta was like, Elaine was made for a place like this. Or a place like this was made for Elaine. And I was like, Eep. Yeah. I was and- like, Eep. There's also Gwyn and, like, her relationship with Asriel. Right, maybe. And he's the one who found her and, like, saved her from being raped. Yeah. Well, almost. Well, yeah, she did. She was. Yeah. Yeah, she was assaulted. But But she. Raped further. Asriel Asriel did save her, for sure. And she was like, oh, that dude's seeing me naked. Uh, What's up, Asriel? You know all my trauma. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody what happened. Yeah, but he's so, so kind. He would never, ever. And he would never, like, hurt her or, you know, lay a hand on her in any, any way. Like, you know. So Asriel makes my breasts ache. He makes my breasts heavy. <laughs> um, but I, okay, I also just really liked Gwyn. I thought she was such a great character. Yeah, she was super fun and bright. I love that she's like part water nymph and has like really cool, weird teal eyes. Yeah, and I loved, I love, well, and she had copper hair. Yeah. And she was an angelic singer. Mm-hmm. She reminded me of you. Oh, thanks. I really liked her. I yeah, I, I think I, I felt affinity with her as well. Yeah. Um, she's kind of spunky too, which I really liked. So I'm like low key rooting for her and Azriel <gasps> to get together. Oh. I mean, granted yeah. she doesn't have an Illyrian uterus either, <laughs> but not everybody has to have babies. I mean, maybe maybe nymphs are, I don't know, wing proof. I don't fucking know. Or maybe her nymph, her quarter nymphness will make it so their baby is a, a nymph instead of a an nymph. Illyrian. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Who knows, dude? I don't know. I just want the next book to be about Asriel's love story. I do I too. I, I really don't want to wait more time. <laughs> <laughs> more time than I have to. And I also, I, I, I don't know why, but I... I'm not as interested in in Moore's timeline. I'm, oh. I'm just not as interested in more, in more, um, in more, more, in more, more. Um, but that's also because I'm here for two things: uh, hard candy and hard dicks. You know, and, and so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, there was a lot of shadow around this book. Like it was very Nesta and Cassian focused, but. With, oh, with, it's definitely like leading into more books. This is not the end of the series. Oh no, not at all. But I just mean like, I, you couldn't really tell. Couldn't really tell what was going on with um, 
everybody else, which was obviously on purpose, but I was like... Yeah, but our poor characters, like, they literally just fucking ended the war with Hyburn. They get, like, a year and a half of, like, to ha- like hanging out time, and then they're like, okay, great, now I gotta fucking worry about the queens and Koshi or Koshe, I'm not... How do you say I his said name? I Koshe. Koshe. I was reading it kind of both ways. I didn't. I couldn't decide how to say it. I it's had like a cousin Russian before that name. was named Koshe, but his oh. name was spelled different. Oh well, they have to worry about him now too. Um, yeah. And so there's still like a lot of like conflict that they have to have to worry about, and like there's a lot of places for the book to go. And Baron, they have to worry about Baron. Yeah, so. and Eris, who I was like, oh, yeah. what's the unspoken thing there with Eris? I am curious uh, about Eris and Moore's thing, their weird thing well, going on. Well, his, his thing, from what I've understood, is that he knows that she prefers females, and so in order to relieve her of like being trapped in a like marriage with him, um, he like left her at the border, like battered uh, and beaten. But Cassian doesn't know that, and so that's no. why Eris hasn't spilled the beat. Right, we know that, but yeah. right, I forget that everyone else doesn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So they all assume mm. that he's a piece of shit, and he kind of is, but also he's like keeping Moore's secret, mm-hmm. and so that's why whenever they're like, like, oh, you fucking suck. He's like, well, you don't know all of it, and I, you know, only Morrigan truly knows the truth, and it's because right. she does, and. So he's actually, like, kind of being a homie by, like, not revealing that that is why. True. Because he totally could be like, I'm on your side, guys. Here's the reasons for everything that I did. And, like, could expose more. But he doesn't right. out her. Just in the way so. that Recent had to play the other side in order to make it out from underneath the mountain. Yeah. So he still sucks. But, like, he, I think, has redeemable qualities, which Cassian tells him in the end. He's like, I think you're actually a good human or a good male mm-hmm. um you just don't have the courage to act like to it act like it yeah so oh so i i am looking forward to that that juicy drama mm-hmm. coming out and mm, very nice very nice mm-hmm. uh, before we go i do need to address i think the the thing that like killed my boner in this book was their their mating bond. I was like, are we not going to talk about this? Is nobody else going to talk about this? Like their scents are literally intertwining. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is saying anything besides mm-hmm. just like being like, you guys smell like sex. Ew. Like mm-hmm. nobody's having heart to hearts with Cassian about it. Like that we get to see. Mm-hmm. And then they like, have their mating bond sort of sex where Nesta like gives into her feelings and like breaks open her the iron cast in her heart that was preventing her from fully committing mm-hmm. um and like so they have like that sweet sex but it wasn't I don't know I felt like with Fedra like- and verbally confirm it until the end yeah and then when they do it was like smooch and that was it it was it wasn't the grand like we started off so hot and heavy that it petered out it was like it it just killed itself yeah. whereas like Farah and reese it was like a slow burn rising 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 and then you have that beautiful crest in the cabin 
Yeah. And then the book ends. And so it was like very satisfying it, working towards that. And I, you get immediate gratification, at least I did, instant gratification mm-hmm. with this book, with all of their sex marathons. But I feel like when it really, when I, I wanted more of more explicit tender sex, I just wanted, <laughs> I wanted more sex just in different places. I see what you mean. And um, it left me kind of. It left me kind of bumming. I felt like I, th- I was missing out. I was missing the end. Well, I think a couple things. I think that in the book, it's intentional that no one is really saying anything about their sense and their mating bonds, other than they're like, wow, it smells like sex in here. Um, because Nesta hasn't accepted it, and like they don't want to... Like Cassian even says, like he didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to scare her off mm. and like make her suppress it even more. So I think they're like out of respect, not acknowledging it because they don't want her to like spiral even more and try to push that away. And like when Reese and Feyre, like everyone knows that they're like going to be mates because like they can smell it and stuff and like they're you know fingering and doing other things and like they can smell Farah on him but they don't say anything until after they're mated and they're like yeah. man took you guys long enough so i think like their group their chosen family i think they're just trying to be like gentle around nesta when it comes to that i think that's, that's why fair. we don't really hear much about it and i mean like um, i know why they didn't talk to nesta but when i think about it like they probably didn't talk to cassian because i'm sure cassian well we know that cassian was a ball of nerves and was like yeah i don't want to fucking even think about the prospect of her rejecting me um so let's just not talk about it at all so i yeah. i agree i get that. yeah um but also their sex is very different from Farah and recent sex um, it's more aggressive and more like head on and um, yeah. not always as tender. So I think, and their like mating bond situation is very different too. Like Cassian leaves, even though he really wants to stay because he doesn't want to freak Nesta out, um, because he knows that like if he stays, then they'll they'll just fuck for days, <laughs> and it will be because of the mating bond. And I think that he again was trying to like be respectful of her process because she is healing from this trauma and he's not trying to like um get in the way of that by like also then shoving this like mating bond onto her at the same time yeah at least that's <sighs> my interpretation but i do hear what you were saying because i was frustrated too i was like when's she gonna fucking give him food and then at the i know very end, she i know i was like no one's been eating no one's eating anything except ass <laughs> what's going on there was no ass eating in this book unfortunately no there's no ass eating and there's no anal i was i was um surprised surprised like i thought that that was gonna happen i was just waiting for it to happen because he's like man i want to fill all your holes and I so know. i was like really expecting that but it doesn't we didn't it did not happen that's i I actually have that quote opened up i had no intention of reading it but uh (laughs) he says we don't have time in one night for all the things i want to do with you every place i want to touch and fill you every place okay there's more than two there's lots of places (laughs) so yeah i agree i was a little surprised but i mean maybe maybe asriel will be the one to pop our anal cherries in the series <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Exactly. 
Well, it's currently 1.19 a.m. here. Oh. Um, and I'm feeling a little tired. So yeah. I think that maybe um, I, I feel like I have... I've exhausted myself with the sex, and I'm ready. I'm ready for a good night's sleep. I agree. I think, well, it's only uh, 11.19 here, um, <laughs> so I have time. I have time to reread some of my favorites now that I have the page numbers <laughs> written down. But um, it's been a true honor and a privilege to walk, walk this journey to Pound Town with you, Paris. Oh, yeah, my gal. It's been a ride, and I just, I'm so happy to, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I know, I want to reread this book now that I've read it. It's, it's so good. It's such a good book. It's so good, yeah. Um, um, and if you haven't read it, and you just listened to this podcast, um, <laughs> go read the book. It's got a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, dude, we didn't even talk about all the things. Like, there's still so much more to be covered, um, so much more to be enjoyed and indulged. Um, Other than just the juicy sex, there's a lot of, like, really awesome scenes, like fighting scenes and stuff we didn't talk about, and, like, mm -hmm. intrigue and relationship dynamics. And But it's just, like, this book is huge, and it would take a long time to talk about all of that. Bigger than Cassian's cock, and that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you do end up reading the book and want a more comprehensive review of it, uh, go ahead and listen to our previous episode where we give our ratings of the book. I believe they were eight, no, 4.87 was what we settled on. Correct, Paris? Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. Points deducted on both of our ends for other reasons but we encourage you to make up your own goddamn mind about it because it's all about your fantasy time (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of fantasy time thank you uh if you're listening on apple podcasts please give us a nice review if you'd like if you don't like the show mind your own goddamn business okay we don't (laughs) we're a small podcast we don't need shitty reviews okay we can't our algorithm can't handle that Speaking of algorithms, go ahead and follow us on Instagram to get updates on our episodes. We post every Monday, or we try to, at Fantasy Time Podcast. And also, send us an email if you want to chat. (laughs) At fantasytimepodcast at gmail.com. There's no at before it. It's just fantasytimepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. We love you so much. Uh, We're happy to be on this journey with you. That's all we have to say. Yeah, thank you for the support. It really is, it's really awesome to like know that people are listening to this podcast that Fallon and I make. Um, it's really nice. It feels like um, we're expanding our friend group. So thank you. Shout out to our listeners in Australia. I see you and I appreciate you. They're making <laughs> a, a good bulk. So shout out over there. Okay, that's it. We're going to bed now. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.